Welcome to another episode of Shut Up It Shelly. I'm so happy that you're here. In an effort not to alienate my audience, I'm presenting this episode in a softened manner. As soft as I can manage anyway. Which means I'm not throwing out statistics, I'm not giving academic references, because I'm not trying to persuade anyone. If you'd like to challenge anything you hear me say today, just know one, Google is free, and two, I don't argue with white people. So with that being said, the word of the day is delegitimize. 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 How has Black Lives Matter been delegitimized, both as a statement and as a movement? Because I acknowledge that they exist in the same vein, but I also acknowledge that they achieve different functions as a statement and as a movement. So starting with the statement, I would like to assume that a precursor to the statement Black Lives Matter was the question, do Black Lives Matter? And that's a great question. Do Black Lives Matter? As a black person, I could ask that. Do black lives matter? And if someone is not a part of the population or a part of a community who has been adversely persecuted and oppressed through history, they would start with, who dares ask that? Where's the basis of that thought? How could someone conceive that? Or what a victim mentality? I would argue it's not a victim mentality. That's a fact mentality. These are three simple words, but they're impactful. And they're meant to get this into the national vernacular. Do black lives matter? Do black lives matter? Asking the masses. And once you get this idea out into the national consciousness, it's meant to cause a reaction, which is black lives matter as a movement. And what is Black Lives Matter even reacting to is what a lot of people are not understanding. Black Lives Matter is reacting to the unaccounted national sin that was the transatlantic slave trade, to the erasure of black contributors to the society, to the imposed quality of life on the masses of black people in this country, and to the relentless torture and murder of my people based on our skin. So, you know, gee, I don't know, if you're looking at American history, um, historically in the 20th and 19th century, and also in the 21st century, there's a running theme that black people are not multifaceted, not multidimensional human beings. We're objects, we're commodities, that we're lab rats, that we're a nuisance just for existing, that if anything bad happens to us, we deserve it, and that we should be, dare I say, grateful to this shithole of a country. And this is manifested in the form of pushback, pushback statements even. And these pushback statements come in the form of all lives matter and blue lives matter. The essence of these pushback statements is to de delegitimize the reaction, which is the Black Lives Matter movement. Black Lives Matter as a statement is delegitimized through the statement of Blue Lives Matter because police officers are protected through the legitimacy of being a government bureaucracy. And to most people, to citizens of the United States, legality equals moral good. 
although legality is not a standard to whether an action or even an institution is right. So, yeah, I'm looking at Jim Crow. I'm looking at redlining. I'm looking at the war on drugs. These are all legal but very corrupt things that were legal, I'd like to reiterate. So understand, just because something does not hold authority, which is Black Lives Matter in this case, it doesn't equate it to being illegitimate. And these two statements, Black Lives Matter and Blue Lives Matter, they don't equate. These are not exclusive to an occupation, which is what a blue life arguably is. It is someone who chose to fall into the ranks of being a police officer, which is a choice. And the last time I checked, I was born this way. I was born black, and I'm going to stay black till I die. So I can't take this off at night. This is exclusive to our existence. This is exclusive to our way of life, and that makes this a human rights issue. This has always been a human rights issue. And any time a social movement arises, especially something as divisive as this, you have to take a side. Yes, I'll say it. If you are for Black Lives Movement and um, Black Lives Matter, you are anti-police. You ultimately have to be anti-police because the police, in this instant, they are the perpetuators of violence to our community. We are asking if you support and believe this message you have to be anti-police and I don't think a lot of people are comfortable with criticizing authority a lot of people are not comfortable with questioning why they follow and why they allow and why they admire even certain aspects of society that are definitely not admirable and definitely don't deserve the clout and acclaim that they hold so to speak about the delegitimization of the movement, I'll focus on the primary thing that I think made people withdraw their support and not only withdraw support, but become vocally distasteful about anyone who supports or participates in Black Lives Matter movement activities. So looting, I'll call it what they're called and I'll call it what it is. It's looting. But Please don't get it twisted. This is a pro-looting account. No looting slander will be tolerated because context matters. If you understand the history of police militias and police forces originated from slave-catching forces, slave-catching forces dispatched by whom? Slave owners, plantation owners, rich people, rich white people of society. That is where police came from. What is their function? I'll give you a second. Riddle me this. If cops are literally a transformed version of slave catchers, what is their function? To protect wealth and to harass whom? I'll wait. 
And so understanding just that concrete foundational aspect about police forces and dignified militias, which the KKK is essentially a dignified militia, just not recognized by the U.S. government, but they are not harassed, persecuted, nor, I mean, the KKK can do what they want. And if people can see the parallels between gangs, like the Crips and the Bloods, the KKK and a police you can understand what a dignified militia is, whether or not it's backed by the state. All right. So with that, let's move forward. Since police, their primary function exists in that vein, you can move to thinking, okay, so they're not here for the people. No, their job is to protect wealth, especially in a nation such as our own, which accumulates so much wealth through the exploitation and quite literally stealing from people. So looting is necessary. I, I, yeah, I'll say it. Looting is not inevitable. Looting is absolutely necessary because this is social and class warfare being fought for the preservation of black lives. The only reason all this is popping off the way it is is because nonviolence does not fucking work. I'll say it again. Nonviolence doesn't fucking work. You have to hit them where it hurts, which is in their pockets. Corporations such as Target, Starbucks, um, AutoZone, um, Wendy's. I'm speaking to all the places that have been quote unquote looted during these protests. All of these corporations not only bounced back, they rebuilt those sites maybe the next day or in a week. What does that tell you about capitalism? It's a machine. It doesn't stop. Nothing can shake it. Those people breaking into that Target and getting their 60-inch flat screens did not do a damn thing to Target as a corporation. So when you focus on that part, how quickly the next day, the next week, that these individual sites that people were weeping for, y'all. I mean, on Facebook, quite literally, how could you distort, you know, these people's da-da-da? Why does it fucking matter? Why does that property fucking matter? It's property. If people are going to steal, let them fucking steal. You know why? Because this is a war. This is a war. And I think the critical thinking gets lost because you are essentially positing valuables, valuables being property, valuables being consumer goods, things that you feel you don't own them. You know somebody else owns them, but you're protecting someone else's property. You, you are so subscribed to consumerism that you feel as if these people who are looting are stealing from you, that they're doing crime and looting, especially with this being a movement for minorities. This isn't a white movement, okay? There are white allies, but this is not a white movement. It is so easy to use coded racial language such as looting and rioters and thugs when you see masses of brown people doing these things because it's a bias it's it's a bias and thus you can call them criminals and then you can justify why we're being gunned down and shot and you can also justify why this is not a legitimate movement 
and why the it's okay for people to run people over on interstates and it's okay for the National Guard and police, you know, forces across the country to shoot people and blind people and maim people with rubber bullets. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's, 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 it's disgusting. So know that it understand that it's okay to say that you don't know why they're looting. That is perfectly okay to say that you don't understand but to villainize demonize criminalize people for simply getting active for mobilizing for making this something not easy to ignore because I know that that's what's making people upset that this is not easy to ignore it's everywhere it's being pushed in your face because Kneeling was very easy to ignore. Kneeling was easy to talk shit about and ignore. But once again, even when you were doing that, you didn't understand why. You don't understand why. So before you speak to the concept of looting, calling people, calling protesters, rioters, and thugs, you really, really, really should take the time to understand the purpose and the ends that they are justifying by doing this because it's not it's not because these people are criminals it's not because these people are 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 criminals it's because this is how you do a social movement this is how you get reform this is how you get action so sure you're probably at this point like well damn okay Shelly, what are some solutions then since you know so much about this and I don't know, but I do know we could start with stop telling black people how to exist. Stop telling black people to respectability politic themselves out of their culture and out of their skin tone. Um, the last time I checked, going to college never saved any black person from existing in a racist world. Um, the man in Central Park, uh, the bird watching black man who got that Karen lady she called the police on him. That man is a renowned bird watching extraordinaire, et cetera, et cetera, accolade, accolade. And that's what I'm saying. It doesn't, don't use pull yourself up and, you know, assimilation, you know, peer pressure to black people. Black people don't have to act white to be respected. Black people don't have to act any kind of way. Black people don't have to be living in the suburb and drive, you know, have a two parent household and, you know, nice clean kids. It all black lives matter. It, the loud rambunctious lady that you'd want to ignore in the grocery store, her life matters as much as you'd like to push people to the margins and pretend like they don't exist outside of, you know, service positions in your life or tertiary existence like people that you want to pretend don't exist and have full lives and families that care about them they matter this is what the movement's about these people who have really had enough people who have had enough of the way that they are treated and disregarded in this world it's not okay it's not okay the way it's written into law and it's not okay the way that we are not protected just blatantly and, and the sadness of it is that while the movement goes on, more and more people are becoming victims to police brutality. So, hmm, you know, like, where does the, it, where does the strength come from after a while? That's why it's like, don't ask Black Lives Matter for solutions. They have solutions. The movement has definitely offered up um, platforms and they have, 
progress plans. I'm sure they've proposed them in Senate's across the country, but don't ask for a solution. Solutions are donating. Donate to campaigns that you feel after you've done some research you're comfortable with donating to. Um, sign petitions, call your Congress people, call representatives, vote, you know, care, read up on who your people that are running for are actually running for. Read up, read. <laughs> That's a good one too. Read, um, be kind to other people because I think everybody's going through a lot right now. And it, yeah, show kindness to people, not just black people. Show kindness to people right now because there's a lot going on. And you can also use your voice. That's a very simple free thing to do. Just speak up when you see something that you know is not right happening to someone that you could potentially protect. It's, I mean, you know, that's a personal choice, but it's as simple as that. Oh, so I think I'm just going to wrap this up because time is slipping away from me. Yeah. And I don't want to ramble either. Um, so, yeah get away from the fact that Black Lives Matter and the Black Lives Matter movement is doing wonderful, great leaps and bounds of things, and I support them full heartedly. Um, once everybody starts supporting black people the way that they love to steal and appropriate from black culture, maybe uh, that will be the day that I finally shut up. But until then, I will be back soon. I'll see you guys next